Hello, everyone. Welcome to the bonus episode of Season 5. Yeah. Um, Pretty exciting stuff. We did not just change shirts and just sit down after last week's episode. That's not what happened. Aww. So don't even think that that's what happened. Because well, how would you didn't. think that? And obviously, it's... Uh, it's so obvious because my cup is still here. <laughs> so, well, how do you? How do they know? Uh, that's just not. I don't have all those cups. Maybe my wife's a teacher. Yeah, know? that's true. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so this is. I, I bonus. hate that we're promoting MISD. Not gonna. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yes, this is a bonus episode. Uh, we did one back in season three about films the movies that, that are, are bad that we love. Yes. Yeah. Uh, this time around, um, if you missed our No Country for Old Men episode, uh, this one is more about why, w- what sparked this love of film for Jeremy and I. Um, Ooh, good grammar. Mom's going to like that. Yeah. Because, um, you know, I do get asked a lot, um, like, you know, why do you like film? Um, how can you remember so, you know, the actor's that have been in movies, the directors, and, you know... It's the same reason people can remember who's, you know, on on the Cowboys, or who's, you yeah. know, pitching for the Rangers these days. Yeah. Like, uh, I don't know how people do that. Which is not you, Darvish. <laughs> Get out of here. Get out of here. Uh, but yeah, you know, I, I, yeah, that's that's actually a really great comparison. Uh, us memorize, m- memorizing this is, is like... Memorizing sports stats or, yeah. you know, uh, or like how my dad can like on Sunday, right? I'll uh-huh. call him on Sunday and he will just be finishing golf and he can tell me exactly what happened at each hole. Right. Uh huh. I can't like if like I'll go play golf with him on Father's Day. I won't be able to remember everything that happened, but he can. So he's got a mind for that because he loves golf. Right. Yeah. And the same goes for, for Jeremy and I and, and our love of film. Um, you know, as you've seen in the few episodes that we've done over Zoom, Jeremy and I both, uh, of course, Jeremy more so than me, <laughs> Jeremy and I both have a very extensive movie collection. Um, some films, well, thanks to you now, some films we just buy just to collect, you know, like, uh, you know, as I recently got Fight Club on Blu-ray, because I'm trying to get rid of all my DVDs because uh, DVD's dead. Um, I'm keeping the Fight Club DVD that you gave me because the packaging is really, cool, right? really cool. Yeah. Now, are you, which one of the two I'm going to watch? I'm going to watch the Blu-ray one. Yeah. But I'm keeping that one for, for collection. And, you know, and it's... Uh, it's really strange <laughs> how my love of film... All came out. So I guess we'll just jump into that. Oh, I guess you get to go first. Okay. No, you can go first. Yeah? I was going to let you go first. Aw, buddy. Thanks. So anyway. Yeah. No. So, oh, yeah. So, so, so what started this for you, man? For, um, and if Rain did his job right, pay attention to the poster. Yes. As typically are the posters for our episodes don't change until we're teasing the next episode. The posters may change quite frequently yeah. in this bo- bonus episode. So, and if you're listening, I'm sorry. It might have you know, just pictures on there and stuff like that. So it won't all be posters, probably, but... Right, right, right. Um, because we'll maybe make embarrassing pictures or yeah, something like that. of, of uh, me in high school or... Uh, but, <laughs> so, um, what really prompted my love for film starts with my love for story, and what prompted my love for story was Stephen King. Uh, uh, Stephen yeah. King, to me, is the reason... I am the way who I am. And really, that's dad's fault. <laughs> well, and and if you don't know Jeremy personally, that makes so much sense. Uh, dad showed me the the miniseries for The Shining. So this is... Uh, Which we talked about in our Shining episode. That came out in 97. It, this was a few years, uh, quite a few years after that. So this would be like in 03 or 04 or whatever. Okay. I was young. <laughs> right. Like young enough to probably maybe not possibly see a movie about... Or a TV show about a guy wanting to kill his family? Maybe not, but he did. He showed me. <laughs> and so I was completely blown away by it. Okay. I loved it. And I was like, now who did this? He was like, this guy is Stephen King. And I was like, bet. So, bet. Dad, hook my 10-year-old brain up with those books. Yeah. And so I started getting into audiobooks of his. Um, the short stories mainly. Nightmares and Dreamscapes was the first one. And they were on cassette. <laughs> 
So Ooh. I had, uh, and I would rent them from the library. And so I really. Oh, dude, renting audiobooks from the library. Wow. Yeah. If the cassette didn't age us, that just did. <laughs> so I would go to the library and uh, uh, get those. Uh-huh. Um, I very early on, sorry. Ooh, that was loud. Uh, Tanley, that's sweet. Um, and so it wasn't just like the horror stuff because mm-hmm. I quickly realized that he is so much more than that. We used to have a channel called the Biography Channel. <laughs> I slightly remember that. <laughs> they had one on Stephen King, and I would watch. And um, and then later when YouTube came around, I was able to find more stuff mm-hmm. about him. And that's 2006. Yeah, so that was uh, well. Uh, ago and so then I discovered go ahead and pop them up um, I watched these in the same day rented from the library uh, Shawshank and Green Mile nice um, and so Shawshank for the longest time was my favorite film of all time I, I would tell people that constantly people like which favorite movie uh, Shawshank it's not even a question right <laughs> and of course uh, now if you ask Jeremy now he has a list of favorite films I do uh, I have about a hundred in my top five so a hundred um, in your top five? I would say, yeah. yeah. There, there are a in lot the comments, of everyone do that math. Yeah, do that math. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, I split up my top five with... I have about a hundred of them in my top five. So, uh, so, then once I started realizing, oh, I'm not only liking the story, but I'm liking the filmmaking, who did Shawshank? Oh, mm. it's the same guy who did Green Mile. It would be Frank Darabont, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, so I was fascinated by that. And so when The Mist came out, holy shit, you know I was on that. Um, <laughs> still, you cannot mention that movie to my mom uh, without her going, oh, Jeremy. That movie's so sad. <laughs> Have you seen The Mist? Uh, I know what happens. Though. Okay, cool. I so, know that... Uh, it's completely devastating. Frank and, Castle uh, kills his family. Yeah. Spoilers. Um, Spoiler. And also that actor was in The Punisher. Yeah, he was The Punisher. Uh, Tom Jane. That was it. I was like, who? I just know Frank Castle. And then when I really got into both, I'm still on my Stephen King stuff. Uh I'm still on, you know, now I'm into filmmaking. Mm -hmm. Then I, my, I was about to go into freshman year of high school. I haven't met you yet. Still haven't met you yet. Um, shout out to Michael Boy. <laughs> the, the look of disdain in your faces. Even though you're all, you also got me into him too. Yeah, you which son is of a bitch. So great. Okay, so um, was the Twilight Zone. I would rent the the Twilight Zone from the library, um, and I would just I burned through the whole first season, and I would just watch them over and over and over again. I was obsessed. Uh, I tried writing a short story when I was, because uh, at that time I thought I wanted to write, you know, books. Right. I wanted to write fiction at that time. And um, so I was doing that. I was really into the soft, <laughs> soft movies. <laughs> I was super into that at as the time. As evidence as uh, we, we both of us saw Spiral. Because <laughs> yeah. uh, I was like, oh shit, another one? Bet. Bet. Is I. Yeah, it was I. Um... And, and so that really got me, you know, into the storytelling also. Mm-hmm. Um, but really what kicked off the filmmaking aspect of it, where I couldn't believe, you know, this is what film could be, is Requiem for a Dream. Um, yeah, which I, I want to say you talked about in, in our Requiem episode. Yeah. Uh, I want to say that... I also saw... Well, it was... I can credit YouTube with this also, which is I would just watch trailers constantly. Yeah. Yeah, um, because I wanted to discover more movies, and this was the fastest way I could do it. And I had watched the trailer for Requiem. I wrote it down, and then I was like, "Oh, what's Pie? What is that? That comes up next." I wrote that one down. It's still it's the same guy, and I watched those back to back. Also, and um, my parents were very generous in you know letting me explore filmmaking at a young age. At a young age, right? Because well, you're an only child. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Um, that probably has a lot to do with it. I, you know, I was fourteen. Yeah, and I was like, I want to watch Requiem for a Dream. You yeah, know? as and, where I had to beg my mother yeah. to take me to go see Watchmen. Yeah, because yeah. it was rated R. And right. She, I, uh, she even covered my eyes during the sex scene. Oh no! So I didn't get to see the sex scene until I bought it physically. Yeah, years later. Yeah. 
<laughs> so anyway, so that's that just would, yesterday. That would be the genesis. That's hilarious. <laughs> that would be the genesis of what became my obsession and okay. my passion for filmmaking and movies. Is it starts with Stephen King and it ends with Aronofsky in this sort of maybe five year span. Yeah. Um, of just devouring content and just trying to get my hands on everything I can. Mm. Uh, and I hate reading. So that was also a, <laughs> but you watch foreign films. Yeah. Now. Oh yeah. yeah. Mom still can't understand. Cause she, she won't even do it. So yeah. Which I think we kind of talked about. Yeah. The, she just needs to relax her eyes. And yeah, just relax. Be. Just like, don't, don't worry that you're going to miss anything. Cause right. you're not, I promise, you know? Yeah. Um, and just watch it again. You know, what's the harm <laughs> in that? Uh, but you know, now that, you know, college really helped also, mm-hmm. um, develop some quirks in my, you know, in genres that I wouldn't have really tapped into. I discovered in college that I love surrealism. So yeah, surrealism um, is great, especially when it's done properly. Exactly. And also with foreign films, right? Yeah. I saw M for the first time. I just pointed to it like people can see where I'm pointing. Uh, I have M on my bookshelf yeah, over there. I saw M uh, in college and fell completely in love with it. And now that's my favorite movie, right? Right. And I do let people know that, you know, true, true film lovers, I, I, I honestly think should not hold on to one favorite movie. I think you I think it should That's change. True. It should change over time. I I mean, M will not be my favorite movie forever. I mean, uh, when, when, when we get to my side, I mean, I I do agree with that. But there is one movie that does hold a very special place and it will never that will never change. Listen, but we, I, we've all seen Angels in the Outfield. You can just say Angels in the Outfield. God, I love that movie. <laughs> I have not seen that movie in years. I don't even think it's on Disney Plus. <laughs> it right isn't. Now. It is not, Unreal. and they don't even have this dumbass sequel, uh, "Angels in the Outfield." Uh, it was uh, "Angels." Um, no, it was "Infield." "Angels in the Infield." Because oh, so it was dumb. "Angels in the Outfield." That's baseball, and "Angels in the Infield." I, I thought it was, yeah, it was football. God, that's so dumb. Anyway, um, I love that movie, and of course, that also <laughs> you, you, I, sparking an interest, right, and a passion is uh-huh. one thing, but having an appreciation before that also does, right? So, Absolutely. Watching movies over and over and over again, like Angels yeah. in the Outfield and <laughs> and Hunchback of Notre Dame and Cats Don't Dance. These are just shout out to our Hunchback of Notre Dame episode. Uh, we will do a Cats Don't Dance episode. Oh, I guarantee it. Now I should mention our episode on uh, Hunchback is not a full episode. It's no. just a brief little bonus episode we had <laughs> just with, audio <laughs> with our buddy uh, Alex, his daughter Alba. It's on the YouTube channel. It's not on any podcast but uh anyway sorry so anyway um uh so that also has a lot to do yeah. with it you know goofy movie of course being one of those as well um shout out to our goofy movie episode yes and and so i would attribute all of that to my love of film because yep. it just it just snowballs right one kicks Absolutely. off the other it's a domino effect and i i'm so glad that i just had this the curiosity right right to go in and say, you know, well, what if I looked at this instead of this? Or right. I could have just stayed on Stephen King, and I guess that would have been fine. I would have been disappointed along the way, <laughs> especially with this new stand Dark miniseries Tower. and the Dark Tower. But I, I don't know. I feel like it always would have snowballed into yeah. just film. In oh, I mean, for sure, especially, you know, starting with the love of Stephen King. I mean, he's influenced... So many filmmakers, you yeah. know, as we, I'm sure we've talked about before. If not, we, I mean, I'm shocked we haven't, but I'm sure we have. We um, will more than likely. I mean, not, not for me this season. I don't think any uh, nah, of his I have adaptations feeling, are strange. Enough. I have a feeling this season's going to take us, will take <laughs> me down a rabbit hole. Yeah. Check out my letterbox. Um, I did add a bunch of movies just to remind me about them on my strange films list. Uh-huh. Uh, for the podcast for next season, so uh, so buckle up, guys. You're not ready. <laughs> You're not ready. But uh, so that would really be what that was probably really fast. But that would be my origin story of my my passion for for films and and for storytelling in this medium. Yeah. Well, I mean, and that's really cool, man. Because 
unfortunately, I can't follow that because I don't really remember when I I had a snowball moment. Because growing up, uh, I'm not going to get too personal, everyone. Uh, but you know, growing up, um, I knew I had a love of movies and music. Um, I loved listening to music with my parents, um, and I also loved watching movies. Again, uh, re- I, I grew up <coughs> with um, the, the the Disney renaissance of the 90s, you know, Mulan, Goofy Movie, all those movies, even classics. You know, I watched Cinderella, and th- I, that's, I grew up with animation films, and I don't know when the, fli- the, the switch finally clicked, where I was like, I really like this. Yeah. I, I, I truly don't. Um, it just, I, I just knew when I was old enough to know, like, I really like this. I want to do this. Um, it was either music or movies. And so that's why I ended up going into orchestra, because uh, I wanted to learn how to write music. Um, and then that passion was quickly still a complete mystery to me. I don't know. How yeah, people do that. I don't know how the I st- to this day I don't know how they. I do could it. watch someone do it and still not know how they're doing. Yeah, um, yeah, and, and then that passion was quickly uh, that fire was put out. Not not High because school will do that to you. <laughs> yeah, uh, I still love music, but music production is something I I, I don't have a passion for. And then, but movies was always there. I, to this day, as you know, uh, as pretty much any friend of mine knows, I want to direct a full-length film. And because I'm an egomaniac, I also want to write it. Um, And that's just a life goal. If if nothing ever happens of that, that's fine. At least I can say I did it. Yeah. Um, But anyway, I really don't know what snowballed for me. The only movie, because I've been sitting here racking my brain like, okay, well, where where did it finally snowball? And the only movie that I can truly think of that it finally snowballed for me was, it was either Back to the Future mm-hmm. or it was Forrest Gump. Shout out to Back to the Future, by the way, because... Yeah. And I could talk about the movie four hours and we have and um, we have and shout out to enter the void um this podcast that i love with uh, renan borelli and william Butler, uh that they no longer do the show um oh, really? yeah it sucks they only did 10 seasons but um we but promise they, we won't they say that that's the perfect movie is back to the future absolutely 100 they, they are all in on back to the future i it has to be one of those two it has it, it just has to be because because growing up I watched a lot of TV um, I grew up with a lot of cartoons um, I grew up with a lot of anime I was a weird kid as you know hey no 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 you've watched one anime now you are required by law to finish another anime well okay so I sidebar I did. Uh, I do enjoy Cowboy Bebop. Cowboy Bebop is phenomenal. And I do have two films on my shelf that I need to watch because they are also surrealism, which is Perfect Blue and Paprika. Those I have on my uh Well, I don't mean that. I mean you are required by law to finish another anime show. Never. No. Too bad. You've started. You haven't Never. even finished Cowboy Bebop. You That's have to true. Finish, I haven't Cowboy You Bebop. have to finish Cowboy Bebop. <laughs> and I then, start all over. And then, by law, you have to finish at least one more show. Well, then, I guess that... Um, that No, I, I'm going to tell you what the show is. It's going to be Trigun. 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 That, that sounds, that sounds weeby. I have it. I will let you borrow. No, that sounds weeby. Nah, dude. Nah. Shit's tight. Anyway. Uh, so, you know, so... Again, I just I really wish I know where where that spark came from. I also was super into comics and this is right around the time that No. Oh my god, it finally hit me. I'm so sorry everyone. Oh my god. It was not Forrest Gump or Back to the Future that oh. finally snowballed. It was Star Wars. Oh Star Wars. Um it was it, my parents uh, raised me correctly because I know <laughs> a lot of our fans out there are gonna be like, oh, "You grew up with the prequels," and that's true. We did grow up with the prequels. That's technically true. But my parents did it right, and they showed me the original trilogy first, and that's what I grew up with. That was Star Wars to me. 
Um, and that's what did it. That's finally what snowballed. Um, now, that's not when I started paying attention, though. That's just what snowballed my love of film. When I started paying attention, I believe it was... I believe... <laughs> this is riveting. I don't remember the film at all. I just remember the actor. It was Mission to Mars, Gary Sinise. And I was like, oh, hey. Oh, Gary Sinise. I was like, hey. See you, Forrest Gump. He is a Forrest And then Gump. that's where it snowballed, where I started to pay attention to actors. He's also at the Green Mile. Yes. And he's a very also- small part, which is one of my favorite performances he's ever given in this scene in the Green Mile when he where Paul Edgecombe goes and visits him to talk about John Coffey. Mm. And it's a very short scene, um, but that's where he tells the story of, it's not very nice, but it's where he, you know, tells the story of the dog who bit his son uh-huh. and he had to put it down and blah, blah, blah. It, it doesn't matter. The he, point is Gary Sinise is great. I will not watch CSI New York. He's no. also in uh, uh, Captain America and the Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier. Did you know? Did no. He's the voice in the museum. Captain America, you know, that's him. Yeah, that's yeah he's, he's, he's the voice in the museum. That's fine. Anyway, and I think I think that's when I finally started to pay attention. I'm like, hey, like, he's from that other movie. And I have a very strange, I mean, one could say your taste in films is strange, but I really do have a strange taste in film. Um, comedy is where I lean more. Um, I'm not for sure why comedy is just, I've always gravitated towards comedy. Uh, I think big, um, was the first comedy I ever seen that I loved. And I love big, uh, mainly because I love Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks. Um, he's also in the green belt. He is. (laughs) Yeah. He has a hard time peeing. He's got those kidney stones. No, he has a kidney event. You know what? It doesn't matter. It's kidney stones, isn't it? I don't think it's kidney stones. Anyway, my man can't pee in the green mile. Uh, anyway, um, but yeah, so that's when I finally started to pay attention to film. And I do agree with you that your favorite films list should change. But the film to me that will always hold a special place in my heart is, and I've already told you, it, it, I'm saving it, um, is The Big Lebowski. Big Lebowski, yeah. It is one of my all-time favorite movies. It will never change. Uh, I can watch that movie Constantly and never be bored about it. Guys, he doesn't even have the 4K of Big Lebowski. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> guys, it's not even that expensive, you guys. Um, he doesn't even have it. Like, I'm looking at his shot. Does it even look like my Steelbook version where the it looks like a bowling ball going into a white Russian? No, it doesn't. It's that poster. I, you're, I'm pointing at nothing. You can uh, have it right there if you want. Yeah. Uh, well, it'll be that poster. Okay, great. The, um, yeah, it's no, that poster. I, I love it dearly, uh, and I think this is where my love for the Coen brothers came from. Um, and it was also the first movie I ever saw. No, that's a lie. Airplane was the first movie I ever saw boobs in. Oh, yeah. Uh, but it was the first time my mom did not shield my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> from, Because, uh, again, uh, I attribute to the fact that your parents are so open because you're an only child. I am not an only child. I have a brother, which... Uh, Shout out to our warrior episode. I really talk about my relationship with my brother in that one. <clears throat> um, but I have a brother and I and, and my parents were very hard pressed to let me watch any rated R film or anything, any PG-13 film too. Whoa. Um, but The Big Lebowski, just something about it, I, I loved and I still love to this day. Again, um, Jeff Bridges himself says it like, you start to watch it and you're hooked and you can't stop. You, f- you end up finishing the movie. Yeah. Um, you know, he says that much like a lot of actors, he doesn't watch his own films, but he'll start it and he'll be like, oh, I'll just wait till we get here. Okay. Well, I'll just wait till we get, and he ends up watching the whole movie. And I a hundred percent agree. Yeah. Um, I love it so much. Um, and again, and, and I want to say that's probably where my love of comedy comes from. Why I, lean more towards comedy even if it's dumb now as i've gotten older i have gotten a little bit more harsh when it comes to comedy um because it's got to be i really like really witty comedy like uh, i'm trying to i'm looking at my shelves trying to see if i can find one uh um 
the only one that hit it, the only one my eyes hit, and even it's not a comedy, but um, it has comedy, is Bad Times at the El Royale. The, the comedy that is in it is very witty, it's very good, it's very smartly written. Stupid-ass comedies like Jexy with Adam Devine, where his phone... Oh, I didn't see that. It looks fucking dumb. Oh, okay. Um, I have gotten a little bit more critical of comedy, because I've also been spoiled by really good... Well written comedies like, like Nice Guys, like not, yeah, exactly. Like like, nice Guys, Nice Guys is so good. Nice, I, Game kiss, Night, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Game Night is one of the best modern comedies I've seen in a while, dude. You guys gotta watch my Game poor Night. editing. It's gonna be like, bam, bam, bam. yeah. Uh, I haven't seen Date Night. Uh, that one, I don't know, that one didn't interest me. Game Night, no, no. I mean, I love Rachel McAdams and I love Jason uh, Bateman, Batman, Jason Batman, yeah, Jason Batman. Um, but yeah, you know, um. But then in doing this, I've kind of finally broadened my views on drama, um, on, excuse me, everyone, on foreign films. I think I've finally seen more foreign films than uh, either of my parents have. <laughs> uh, I was even telling mom about House. Yeah. And she was like, that sounds crazy. I'm like, and it is. It and is. you should watch it's it. It's absolutely cuckoo bananas crazy. Uh, it, and uh, gear up, guys. Yeah, because it. W- I, that up. is going to be my first episode of season six. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, and and so now I, thanks to you and thanks to doing this, I have garnered so much more room in, 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 Sorry, it's the only word I can think of it. Shout out to Sherlock, my mind palace of pretty much useless information of directors and writers and actors. Yeah. Um, and it's not going to stop. <laughs> like I'm also toying with the idea of doing a a slow cinema film. Uh-huh. Uh huh. One of them is like seven hours long, and it's like wait for the for the podcast or just watching it. Watching it is seven hours long. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um. I yeah. mean. I mean, that's essentially doing all three Lord of the Rings movies extended back to back to back to back to back in one day. Yeah, pretty much. Um, and again, it's not very action packed. Not a lot's going on. It's very introspective. It's very philosophical. And so it's like I'm toying with the idea of doing one of those. I haven't watched it yet. But um, but yeah, you know, and man, like, and here's the great thing about film is uh, so that's kind of our origin stories. And here's the, so here's the great thing about film is that you can talk to anyone about it, even if they have very little knowledge of, you know, of, you know, like, you know, like, you know, camera and editing, you know, you can just talk to them like, well, how'd you enjoy the movie? Yeah. Oh, you didn't like it? Oh, well, why, why didn't you like it? Or you loved it? Okay, great. Well, uh, I loved it too. Like, you know, and most people like m- a moving. Yeah. Right. Uh, I, I've only met a couple of people in my life that, that go, like, I, I don't, don't like movies, you know? And then you slap them in the face and you run away. I didn't. It was one of the <laughs> Dimming twins from high oh, school. Oh, shout out to the Dimming twins. I was just talking about them the other day. Um, yeah, shout out to the Dimming twins. I know you guys aren't watching or listening. Because I mean, if they don't like movies, so. Or if, at least one of them doesn't. If so, leave a comment. Um, yeah, but yeah, th- there are those. He might have, he might have been yanking my chain. I don't know, but it, I was just like, "What movies do you like?" He goes, "I don't watch movies. I don't like movies." Um, <laughs> he might have been fucking with me. What? <laughs> it could have been. Uh, but I mean, that's kind of how we became friends is through talking about movies. Yeah. Um, I don't remember what movies we, but every every day after school, um, going from Midland freshman back to Goddard. On the bus, we would just we could sit and we talk about movies. Yeah, um, and <laughs> it's gonna sound really lame, but like meeting you and being able to actually hold a conversation with someone else about film, I was like, oh my god, I'm not the only one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, it sounds silly, but truly, like cinephiles like Jeremy and I, our buddy Alex, it, it's hard to find people who are who are who who. I'm trying not to be rude. Well, I'll give you another light bulb moment for me because I've met other people like that 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 love film and love talking about it. Mm-hmm. One of them is my buddy Zach. Um, so shout out to Zach. I the first day I met him, um, it was in our Bible study. Why I was there, I don't know. <laughs> and <laughs> sorry, 
Keep no. going. Yeah, I know. Uh, my buddy Keegan, shout out to Keegan. He invited me. Um, and I had mentioned in passing we need to talk about Kevin and how uh-huh. great it was. Shout out to our We Need to Talk About Kevin episode. The next time I saw him, he goes, dude, I saw We Need to Talk About Kevin. It was fucking great. I go, wait, you listen to me? Wait. <laughs> you know? I was like, wait, 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 wait. You watched We Need to Talk About Kevin because I brought it up he goes yeah it sounded you made it sound really interesting and i I was like what what's your phone number you know yeah uh which is funny because i think if you would have done that when we first met i would have been like no i'm not watching this but now that we're adults i have seen well because i'm forced to but some of them i have enjoyed almost every single film you've I did creep on your letterbox to see which ones you've added and which ones, like, what, what how many stars you've given it. Yeah, I, I, I've been trying to go through and start giving everything stars. Some things don't have stars because they're just there, so I need to know where they go on the bookshelf. Yeah, I've noticed that. But, um, but yeah, man, you know, and so, so, you know, film is just, it's so great, you know. If, if we had had more of an opportunity, I don't know, I don't think we ever talked about this on the podcast, um, we had a 5% chance, actually, I'm going to lower that, a 1% chance <laughs> of getting uh, Zachary Levi yeah. for our podcast. Yeah, um, he would have been just slumming it so hard Yes, by just uh, agreeing to talk to either of us. Yes, uh, as many of our listeners know, uh, my, my stepfather, uh, Scott, is a producer, and he... Just finished two projects with uh, Zachary, and I don't know how it got brought up, but I was telling him something about the podcast, and he was like, well, hey, you know, like, would you guys want to have Zach on? <laughs> would we want to have Zachary And I was like, excuse me? And he was like, yeah, you know, like, you guys can ask him some questions. I was like, absolutely. It's like, oh, no, that's okay. <laughs> uh, He'd kind of bring the mood down. <laughs> uh, but unfortunately, it didn't work out, uh, but... I, I would have loved to just pick his brain about... One of the first movies I saw with Haley was Tangled. Oh, uh, yeah. And so I would have been like, hey, man, like... Give me the smolder. Like, what's up, man? Like... Flynn Rider. Bro. <laughs> not a bad movie, by the way. It is not. It, it, uh, it, no, it, there's it, great it is... running gags in there. The music's great. You know, mm. I mean, it's a dumb movie. You know what I mean? Um, Watch Tangled. Yeah. Zach and, and Zach uh, kills it. Um, but I would have loved to pick his brain about... Like what drew him to acting, because uh, that's what that was going to be a lot of my questions. Was what what drew you to acting? What what made you decide this is what I want to do for my? The rest I of my probably life? would have said my mom thinks you're really handsome. My mom thinks you're handsome. I'm so sorry. Uh, I'm so sorry. Um, <laughs> because genuinely, I wanted because I I even wanted to ask Wayne Knight a lot of those questions when we shout out to uh, our dad Wayne Knight. Wayne Knight. Uh, I'm not going to put the picture in the green screen because it's too big, but it's going to be right here. Um, oh, it's going to be just like the... Yeah, it's going to be just right there. Um, but yeah, it, given the opportunity, if we <laughs> would have had any time alone with him, I would have just asked him like, hey, how was filming Jurassic Park? Like, how much fun did you have with everyone? I always forget it because I'm not a huge Jurassic Park fan, so I... Because, you know, you hate Steven Spielberg. That's true. But I don't hate Steven <laughs> No, he doesn't hate Spielberg. Uh, but, I, you know, I always think of Seinfeld, right? Yeah. And so I would be like, oh, my God. Most people, most people when you think Wayne Knight, it's it's Seinfeld. Um, yeah. But me... Uh, or Space Jam. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for all, I always forget he's in that, too. <laughs> Space Jam. And I'm like, oh, yeah, there's Wayne Knight. But, yeah, I mean... And, oh, my God, if we would have had a, a moment alone with Martin Sheen. Forget it. I uh, wouldn't have been able to handle that. I The responsibility that would have been <laughs> befallen on my shoulders would have been too heavy, and I wouldn't. Oh, because would you would have been our stop, ambassador. We'd be like, hey, he's talking for us because we can't talk to you. Would not have been able to stop calling him President Bartlett. And he'd be like, just, just call me Martin. Like, like, I will not, sir. Okay, President Bartlett. Okay, yes, sir, Mr. President. Oh, my God. Uh, okay, Mr. President well, Martin. Well, because then, you know, President. it would have been, for me, it would have been Terrence Malick questions. It would have been uh, Francis Ford Coppola questions. It would have been, you know. Yeah. And it would have been less about him because I would have just been like, I know 
you're very accomplished and I want to talk about Apocalypse now for three hours but until then and you know what was it like working with Terrence Malick for, I'm not going to speak for Martin Sheen but I bet he would have been like yeah like what kind of questions did you have about that I feel like he would have been really nice about it I think he would have I have read that he is a very nice dude to talk to and we to. saw how nice he was in person by him just going out of his way to thank the catering crew yep. and you know mm-hmm. just telling him how good and the food was boss yes those potatoes shout out to the catering crew on the 12 mighty orphans set you guys also starving right now so (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah you know and that also you know this episode has become kind of a stream of consciousness but that also was a great way to see how film is made uh visiting an actual movie set because as we've talked about on the podcast before yeah we've done short films and it, it's... But it's just the three of it's, us. It's just... Well, and it used to be just the two of you. It, it used to just be Alex and I, and then when I forced a friendship of Alex and Jeremy, it's now the three of us. And, uh, you know, it's it's fun. We always have fun, but compared to seeing how it's actually done, I was like, damn, we have a lot to work well, up Well, and, you know, it just seems so overwhelming because, you know, it's like, how does anything get done? How is anything That's good? true, because there's... Because I'm going to be honest, everyone, um, we saw at least a good 15, 20 people all running around in different directions, making sure things are where they're supposed to be. Things are set up for the next shot. And yeah. now that's that's looking at it at, at surface level. Like if, right. if either of us were Ty, right? Yes. The director of the film, Ty Roberts. He he probably doesn't have to think. About everyone running around. Everyone running around, right? He needs to think about... He's not worried about that. And he's not in charge of that. Right. Right. He's thinking about what's going on in my scene right here. Right. So I think that if we were like either the writer or director or both for a production, it seems very overwhelming at face value, Mm -hmm. right? Because Scott is having to work. Yes. my. But he's doing that because Ty doesn't have time. Yes. Yes, right. uh, I don't know if we mentioned it when when we were able to talk about visiting set. Uh, Scott, my stepdad, was uh, the production manager, so it was his job to make sure people were where they needed to be, the money was where it needs to be, and things were ready to go. Yeah. Um, and yeah, you said it perfectly. That's Scott's job, so Ty doesn't have to worry about that. Right, and there are things that you know that are under Scott. That Scott doesn't have to worry about because that's their job. Yes. Right? It's, you know, but it does seem very overwhelming because how do you even begin to get all of that together? Right. And even just as simple as setting up a shot, you know, setting up a few shots, Mm -hmm. right? Getting that together, shooting it a few times, right? Yes. We saw a couple of scenes being shot in multiple takes. is, Is how is anything good? Because you're having to piece all of this together, Mm -hmm. right? And out of this chaos that is this film set and having to set everything up and then take everything down and set it up again somewhere else. It's it's a wonder we can even say a film is good, right? It's it's like almost a miracle. Yeah. um, But, you know, that was also, you know, one of my big takeaways when we got to visit set was seeing Martin Sheen act outside the camera like i was actually getting to see him with my eyes act i mean granted it was just a setup for the scene which we were super far away from but seeing him make the decisions he was making and not in front of a screen was mind-blowing because he has to read what's on the page and then he has to decide okay how should i do this and, I mean, granted, again, like I said, it was just a setup for the main scene. It was perfect. I mean... Yeah, and, you know... Got himself a little bit of Dutch courage. Even when um, when it was just he and Wayne Knight just talking at the at, um, at the tables just uh, during, yeah. during lunch uh, while everyone had left, um, was just so cool to see because it's like you don't want to interrupt it because I'm going to go ahead and assume... To Wayne Knight, this is a big deal. Oh, for sure. <laughs> you know what I mean? And not to disparage or, you know, say that Martin Sheen is more than and and Wayne Knight is less than, but 
Barnstein is such a legend. Yes. You know, and Wayne Knight is in his own right. If if one of us were to be talking to Wayne Knight in that context. It, right. Oh, yeah. I, I would be that flabbergasted. Would my mind, right? Yeah, and for so sure. It's all perspective. But it's almost like I wouldn't have even dared think of the idea to go and interrupt them. Oh, right? yeah. No, I, 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 could, I could kind of feel it when because, you know, we were still standing there with Scott in the lunch tent. And we were watching them talk, and I could kind of feel this aura, I guess, yeah. kind of radiating between the three of us of like, should, should we go over there? Never. In a million and, years. And then, and then also feeling like, no. Never. No. Because not only are they, they're not just talking about anything, they're talking about the project they're working on, right? Which right. is important. Yes. Um, and again, it's giving someone the opportunity who has earned through his career, the chance to be able to talk to people like this, which is Wayne Knight, being able to have a discussion with Martin Sheen. Absolutely. Right? I would never take that away from anybody. No. And, you know, I don't care how much of a fan of the the first four seasons of West Wing I I am, right? Only the first four? Yeah, because Aaron Sorkin left the show after that. Um, (laughs) And uh, I think it was John Wells took over the writing, and you could tell it's fucking terrible. Um, John Wells is very good. Not that good. But as compared to Aaron Sorkin. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, that's not even a question. And I would, oh my God, I would have asked him so many Aaron Sorkin questions <laughs> because of how much of a fan I am of his as well. Um, uh, but yeah, you know, and it was just so great to kind of finally have the, the curtain drawn because Ashley... Ashley asked me a very interesting question a while back because I have a tendency to do this thing and I do it with all film, all the movies I've seen where if I'm rewatching it, I start to poke holes in it just because I find it fun. Even though I know it's a brilliant film, I'm like, yeah, but why would they do that? Or, you know, why would they do that? And Ashley's like, well, do you actually enjoy film? And I do, you know, um, there was a point I was making to this. I hope so. And now I completely, completely <laughs> forgot. Uh, <laughs> um... Pulling the curtain back because, you know, of, you know, because we sit and we watch these hour and a half all the way up to seven hour long films. And you don't know the type of production that goes into it. And so that was so cool having the opportunity to see the actual people that make the film good. The, the, The gaffers and the people doing the lighting and, you know, production assistants and DPs and... You know, it's, I took away so much, uh, again, because this is, that's what I want to do. I want to make a film. <clears throat> um, My feet have never hurt so bad. Uh, yes. We were there for 10 hours. Yeah. And those guys had probably been there for I was probably a so full day. nervous, by the way, going, because I was oh, like, yeah. I don't want to make a fool of myself. Oh, I want to sure. stay out of the way. We, I, don't, I think we were all nervous. I don't want people to look at me. <laughs> I, I don't want, you know, the biggest thing for me, and it was even before Scott said it, I don't want to be in anybody's way, right? Yes. I want to be here, but not to anyone's, you know, detriment. I don't want, you know, not to anyone's, you know, inconvenience. Right. Right? Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I for sure agree. I think we were all pretty nervous. Yeah. Um, and I can't speak for every film set out there, because I know a lot of film sets have had their problems, but everyone at this, uh, the 12 Mighty Orphans film set, were amazing. They were so friendly. They were like, "Hey guys, could you mind if oh, we get and by even you? like, hey, do you guys want these headphones real fast?" I was like, "Uh, do I want to listen to the Video Village?" <laughs> Is that what you just asked me? Yes, we got to hang out in the Video Village, which was <laughs> awesome. And they're just like, they're like, "Yeah, why not?" And I was like, "I don't know why not. I wasn't expecting that question." <laughs> you know, you know I mean? yeah, and everyone was so friendly, and we did stay out of everyone's way. But you know, if anyone asked, they were super nice. Like, "Hey guys, do you mind if we get by?" I held the door quick? open for Vanessa Shaw a couple yeah. times. Uh, Vanessa Shaw, if you're watching, my and I man, gave her water. My man got you covered. Man, I was. I, it was a crush, man. I, I was. Cr- <laughs> I mean, back in Hocus Pocus days, I was. Shout uh, out to Hocus Pocus. Gotta uh, get that on 4K too. I was. Uh, I was crushing pretty hard on Vanessa Shaw back then, and um, and that really never went away because yeah, and she looks great. She looks great. She and she was also in Three Tenuma. She was in a few yeah. episodes of House. Um, and yeah, from I, what I heard, she crushes it on screen with uh, Luke Luke Wilson. Yeah, I mean, listen, I would have 
technically I did meet. Technically um, did. It was uh, very awkward. And I would have loved to pick his brain, too, but Scott warned us very early on that uh, he he likes to be by himself. He, he is very nice, but he just he prefers to be separate and be by himself. Um, and technically, I did meet him. It was very awkward. Uh, I was coming out of the bathroom while he was trying to go into the bathroom. Right. And I was on the phone with Ashley. Oops. And because uh, I didn't want to be responsible for ruining a shot because they were filming. Also, very tall. Yes. Uh, I was on the second step. Uh, yeah, because he stairs. was at your eye line when you were like that, On right? the second step. Yeah, he's very tall. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he might have still been tall. <laughs> um, and he was not wearing... Uh, platform shoes he was wearing very uncomfortable like old man shoes old man shoes i have that makes well, a no, lot of this sense. is old man shoes because this film took place in the, the 40s I but think. i also have shoes like that so. um well i've got shoes like that too but oh, but God. these looked anyway um but yeah that i mean it was so I'm great so you know and it really it really solidified that i was like this this is this is what i want to do yeah you know and of course, Alex has been bugging us about when we're going to make another one, which... That's on you. That is on me. Uh, and we will. I, I was in charge of the last one. <laughs> I asked him to give me one more week, and we and, and if I can't find anyone, then we'll start production. Production, like, it's official. We'll start production. We'll start production. Yeah, that's why, that's why I'm telling my mom, like, yeah, we're in pre-pro right now. Yeah, we're in pre-production right now. Uh, uh, <laughs> it's not a big deal. Like, I'm trying to gain the weight uh, for the role. <laughs> I gotta, gotta, gotta be part of that gains life. Yeah, you know? I got I got to get shredded for my role. And, for my two lines. Yeah, and so <laughs> it's not a big deal. Um, but yeah, you know, it, it just, it really solidified, like, this, th- that's what I want to do. This and Scott, you know, I've had conversations with Scott. I was like, you know, I that's what I want to do. And he he's told me to like not to be disparagingly, but he he was like, maybe maybe you want to be a producer. Because the producer's job is less stressful. The producer just comes down to make sure the director's not fucking it up. Uh and I was like, well, I was like, I do also want to produce, which I technically have produced a couple of the short films Alex and I have done. Um, I haven't fronted the money, but I made sure that people were staying on script and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, but I do want to direct, uh, you know, cause I don't know something about directing has always driven me to it and, yep. and writing, yep. you know, this new short film that we will eventually start working eventually. on. Uh, Oh, and I'm so busy this month too. After oh, like, yeah, I, I'm at a ton a lot. So um, I'll have to literally phone in my performance. I think <laughs> I'll do it through Zoom. <laughs> this is my partner. Yeah. <laughs> uh, where were you on the night yeah, of the twelfth? Uh, but yeah. Um, so Jeremy. Yeah. Are you ready to uh, wrap this bonus episode up? Yeah, man. Um, I just, you know, because I think do, we've been boring everyone. I just want to do a fun little bonus, like how how did I get into this? How did you get into this? And we would encourage people to tell us how they got into this. Yeah, I, you know, I, I don't on the Facebook page, on on Twitter, on Instagram. Yeah, you nerds on uh, on the website. I, I think there's a way I can include like a like a like a like a like a send us a message on the website or just comment on the YouTube video. We still have a website. I need to update it, okay. and especially with us getting ready for season six soon. Yeah, we definitely need to update it. I got to update it for our new logo, <gasps> which we haven't started yet on. At least, we, at least we finally agreed on one. Yeah, we were in pre-production on a logo. As we're season five, we were deep into season five when we finally had a new logo. Yeah. I say deep. We were three episodes in. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, man. Um, and, you know, and... And we may do more episodes like this, maybe, as just kind of bonuses, because yeah. I, I do, you know, like I said, having like a stream of consciousness just kind of take over, yeah. uh, because when we do an episode, I have to stay on topic um, and prevent like season one things where we have two hour long episodes yeah, uh, or a three hour long episode. If <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, that was a. Uh... We may do another one. I don't know. Sure. I've been thinking about it. Like, like, what if we did like a, just a little, like, little, 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 like, little hit, like three hours, three hours for for our true fan out there. <laughs> yeah, for our listener out there who wants to listen to us for three hours. Um, but yeah, man, I, you know, and 
we, you know, this is why we started the podcast is to talk about film. You know, it's for fun uh, because no one else wants to listen to us. Yeah, we have so, to do it ourselves. You know, so we why have not to, we just talk to each other? Yeah, we we talk to these microphones, and uh, the microphones are our therapist. Yeah, pretty much. They they know so many secrets. They're not. Uh, I'll have really good insurance, so I, I use. Uh, I, use micro- I have great insurance. I guess it's fine. <laughs> I don't know. My my job gives me insurance. So yeah, suckers. Uh, but yeah, well, we hope everyone enjoyed. Uh, you know, yeah, for reals. Let us know somewhere on our socials or YouTube or whatever uh, why you have always loved film. Yeah. Um, or if you don't love film, we we'd like to know. There's um, no way you're listening if you don't. I mean. But- I, yeah. I do want to know, you know, what, what's the movie that sparked it? If you can pinpoint it. Yes. If you can pinpoint it, that would be great. Or give me like a list. But I, I think, you know, if it's that one movie, mm-hmm. it just so happened it was two in a row that I can just say Shawshank and Green Mile. Yeah, um, as were, for me, I can't. I can't really. I mean, I can say Star Wars, but where the snowball happened, I can't pinball. Pin, and I of course, you know, that. with the actual filmmaking, it would be Requiem. But you know, whatever you know. It's yeah. not, and then once I once I discovered Chaplin, fucking forget about it. You know. Um, so I didn't even Chaplin's mention Chaplin. actual films, not the movie Chaplin. Like I think Charlie Chaplin is the greatest, in my opinion, he's the greatest filmmaker to ever live. Um, oh yeah, man. That um, I mean, obviously that is subjective, but I, I mean, for we, me, he is my favorite filmmaker. When I, preparing for an episode, we talked for about a good twenty minutes about the Great Dictator. Yeah, and why I loved it so much. Yeah. But um but yeah everyone, we hope you enjoyed this bonus episode. We may do more. Uh I know sometimes we like to have the bonus episodes be a little treat for everyone, but you know, we may do more, who knows? Treats. Um but we hope you enjoyed. Um and get ready for season six. Get through to the man in me.